There's things that you value and things that you will fight for. That's what today's about. We fight for that short-haired dog and that name across your chest. We faced the adversity, we answered the call, and we rang the bell. Short-haired dogs. Welcome to the Short-Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short-Haired Dog, episode 23. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me tonight, my best friend, slash co-host, slash brother, Mr. Kevin Bennett. How you doing tonight, KB? I feel like that, I feel like that intro was forced. Yeah, I was trying to trying to pep it up a little bit. Uh, normally, Kevin, Ugh. honestly, I'm most of the time I'm in a good mood to do these. I normally can't wait, but this is one that we've kind of put it off all week, but uh, had to be addressed at some point as the Terriers really start off the season with a it was something with, with something it down was, there. It in was Orangeburg. a game was definitely played. Yeah, and it was not one that the Terriers played particularly well. <laughs> that's uh, that's a pretty safe assumption. Let's put it lightly. I think. Um, um, I tell you what, Mike. I mean, what better way than let's just let's just recap our Saturday. Okay. Um, first of all, you know the drive down the Orangeburg, not that bad. You know, eighty five or twenty six, not that bad. Um. But still, around two hours nonetheless. It was a pretty warm day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we got there pretty well. We got turned around one time. But pretty much, we went straight there. Wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, then we had to struggle trying to... I think the hardest part was trying to figure out how to get on the visitor side. That and where to buy tickets. Yeah. Which, let, let's just say it. <laughs> $35 yeah. is highway robbery. And it didn't make it any better when you walk into the stadium and they have some kind of forklift contraption lifted all the way up with speakers hanging from it. And the scoreboard literally only had the score. Yeah. No time. No. No yard marker. It had that. It was never correct. It's never on there. Yeah. (laughs) It was like first 10 on 35 every time. Yeah. Man. It was – so that already we were like, sheesh. But then we know you were – so, as we were walking in, you look over, the Terriers are out warming up, and they'd already put out their, you know, their uniform combination, gold helmets, white jerseys, gold pants. Great look. You know, we were like, okay. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, national anthem, the obnoxious prayer happened, and we look <laughs> over, we look over, and I was like, wait a minute, because Joe, and I guess that was Jara that walked out. Right. In all white. And we were like, whoo. Here we go. And um, it was downhill from there. Yeah, then what unfolded? I don't think I'll ever recover. Mike, you you said on the way, you said, you know, it's not going to surprise me at all if they, you know, if South Carolina State comes out first drive, touchdown. And Walford goes three and out. You were almost right on, except that was probably Walford's best drive was yeah. their opening drive. Yeah. Um, it Until was, the it, last one. The first, yeah. The first play, you know, Joe led Van Cleve a little too much. Then he hit him on an on an out route, which was nice. And then he threw a beautiful pass to Luther to get inside the inside the twenty. Um then Carter proceeded to miss a field goal. 
Um, and it was kind of on from there. And still, yeah. you know, the, the defense, um, they were fine. I mean, they were on they the field okay. a lot. They, yeah. they played okay. Um, but that's not the that's not the story. The story is not the defense. But I will say this, Kevin: the physicality of the defense, I think, still wasn't where it needed to be. And and, and another thing, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know what we're, we're about to get to the elephant in the room, so folks, don't worry. But I, I just want to say this: Walford got outplayed and outcoached in every facet of the game. They sure did. Special teams, defensively, Walford's defense had no physicality. No, no, really. You know, I I will give them give them that. They were on the field a lot. They did get a lot of stops, but they never get rewarded. I mean, my gosh, it's kind of hard to go out there. But still, I don't think Walford's defense played to what they're capable of playing. I think that was probably the bright part. Special teams, you know, you miss a field goal, you shank a punt. And on top of that, guys were getting hit at the 17, just absolutely stonewalled on kick return. Yeah, That's not good. I mean, it's hard to start the drive behind the 20 i mean that's tough i mean and especially with the offense that walford was playing you know it's not easy to get yards anywhere much less back inside your own 20 and i the mean the thing about it is when the defense would get a stop we would throw a pick and give south carolina oh State yeah. a short field another, another mean, great feel it's well, the way i look at it is in the past i mean walford has they have started slow many ball games and have come back to just blow teams out right but Saturday, instead of getting punched in the mouth and getting mad and going back and, you know, let's just use the dog analogy, like chewing at somebody's ankles yeah. or getting at somebody's neck, we just rolled over and let South Carolina State rub our belly. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it was – we showed no fight. And even after that first touchdown, everybody – and there was no pump up in the guys. No. On the side level, just – I don't know. I mean, we were there. We saw it. And the, the, those of you that are listening, you were there. I mean, you, it was evident. It's yeah. just they didn't have any. They just weren't ready to play for I whatever reason. What, I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't grasp it. I don't Kevin, know. I, I have never felt so dumb in my life to think. You know, I was thinking this team really had an opportunity to go and and really take that next step, and to see them go down there and lay an egg in the. I mean, in the first game of the season, and it's no disrespect to South Carolina State. They played a terrific football game. You got to give them credit. They were ready to go. But they beat the heck out of us. And there's no way they're that much better. They they should be that much better than us. I do expect them to have a pretty good season. But the deal is, Walford's supposed to be the number nine team in the country. Hardly lost anybody. Got too deep on the offensive line coming back. All these skilled players, all these defensive players. And to go down there and put on that poor of a uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Performance? Performance? Yeah. yeah. is unacceptable. And I know Coach Conklin said after the game he wasn't ready to push the panic button. I am. I'm sorry. You go down there and you just it's not just the offense, and we're going to get to that in a second. All facets, you look like you don't want to be out there. You don't want to compete. I mean, that's – it's like they were too big for the game. You know, it was like – you know, and then they realized, darn, we're going to get beat. And it was really, like you said, Kevin, nobody really had anything to say about it. No. And I'll play devil's advocate here. I mean, I think if if we go back to the Walford demeanor of last year's team or the years past – I mean, the athletes are there. We know. Right. We've won with these guys. It's possible for this year to be a complete turnaround and for this to just be just a very, about. a very sour taste in our mouth at the beginning of the season. They very well could reel off, be, you know, 
go undefeated or lose one game in the SoCon, make the playoffs. You know, but this does not help. No. They have dug themselves a hole that is going to be very hard to get out of. And, you know, you know, they may go back and in film this week, obviously, if they got any football sense in the world, they're going to say, well, what we did Saturday did not work. <laughs> right. And they're going to say, well, maybe we need just need to go back to our basics, which is what we've been saying. Yeah. And they could easily turn this season around. I'm not quite hitting the panic button yet. I think they, I think I want to see the Sanford game. If they come out the first drive and do what they did Saturday, we might not win a ball game. <laughs> yeah. We might not can beat Gardner Webb. Yeah. No offense to the running Bulldogs, but we might not can beat them. <laughs> and, but if they go back and sprinkle in some passes here and here, not throw it 23 times, yeah, run the option some, you know, do some misdirection, do what Walford football is, we can get this thing back on track. But, I mean, the jury's still out. Will it happen? I think, I think they might. I think they're going to go back because, I one, the Walford loyal fans are going to riot if they go back out there at home against Sanford and pull what they pulled Saturday. If there's anybody there, I mean it's it was already pitiful. <laughs> and I mean it's speaking of ticket prices. While we're on the subject, Walford needs to also take a take a page out of that book. It's yeah, entirely. I mean we've already addressed that. On but here. but it's it's it's. T- I, I want to say it again. I, I mean what is it twenty five dollars a ticket? Yeah. Come on, are you serious? And people's like, well, people around here just don't care about football. Well, obviously, you didn't bump your head on a Friday night because every football game I go to, you go to Chapman, packed. You go to Boiling Springs, packed. Spartan High, packed. Dorman. Dorman, packed. Yeah. Burns, packed. And we're not talking about these little podunk stadiums. We're talking about some biggest Gibbs. Yeah. So don't tell me there's not football fans around here and everybody only cares about Carolina and Clemson. Here's the thing. Because they they do. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it – a lot of people, you know, it is it is what it is. Kevin, we got told before we were too rowdy in the section we were sitting in. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, what are we doing and, here? And the, and the biggest thing is people can't afford to take their – if you're going to pay $30 a person, heck, go scout tickets at Death Valley or go <laughs> yeah. down to Williams-Brice. Don't go to Walford, and that's not a knock on the Terriers. I'm a bigger Walford fan than anybody in this world. But I'm just telling you that that needs to change. That it's been it's been like that too long. I know that you want to make the money and all that stuff, but if you got twice the amount of people in there, it don't matter what you charge. And we've thought Gibbs Stadium was a hard place to play for opponents in the past. Imagine if it was packed Absolutely. out like it's been in the past. No doubt, and it's still a home field advantage it for is. the Terriers. But just imagine, and like let's just say you know Walford gets gets it back on the tracks here, and. Obviously, Carolina's probably not going to have a great year. Right. Um, Clemson is, but everybody knows that. Yeah. Let's just say, you know, Clemson's on the road. Carolina's playing whoever. And you're in there, and you're thinking, what could I do on this Saturday? Let's just say Walford's a top 15 team in six weeks. Right. You could be like, if, if tickets were, let's say, 10 or $15 for general admission and kids, what, 10 and under free? You could yeah. spend the whole day or five bucks and go see a top fifteen FCS football team, good football, good competition, for less than forty dollars. And if that's you're, you know, I mean, and then we pay thirty five dollars a piece to go down and see that debacle Saturday, right? And you pay twenty five, twenty seven for SoCon games at home. I mean, we pay it because we're loyal fan but yeah. you can't expect to grow i think what you're trying to say is you can't expect to grow your fan base and get just football dudes who are all around spartanburg in the yeah, upstate well, they could pay 27 dollars to go scalp a ticket in carolina that's exactly right 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is. It's a problem. It yeah. is a problem. And, I mean, we we chased a rabbit there. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, you're right. It didn't need to be addressed. Yeah, it, it certainly um, does. Mike, let's just go ahead and address it. Um, Saturday was honestly one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen. I, I have no – I mean – I don't even know what you call that. I, like we're, I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and it says offense option. That's a lie. I don't know what that I, was, but it, I guarantee you that was not the option. You know, Sunday, some of my friends were talking to me. Said, "Man, what about Wofford running the spread?" I'm like, "It wasn't even the spread. It I, was like I don't know West to, Coast. I don't, I don't know what to call it. I have no idea what you'd even." It was like they had some of them Joe Gibbs formations yeah. from back when they had the Hogs in the Redskins. TJ Luther was a running back, apparently. I mean, I, I, I just I have. We saw some eye formation. What we saw that? some single back straight handoffs. I have never in my life seen that. I really haven't. I've never seen Wofford look that way. There's, and, there's a picture of me that my girlfriend took during the game of pure just, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, Like you can see it on my face, like everything was drained out because I could see that's what was, we were about to watch for the next three and a half quarters. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Kevin, man. at some point in the game, didn't you think, like, man, they're going to, you know, finally they're going to scrap this. I thought they're going at halftime, they're going to yeah. come out and, and sure enough. They're going to run the heck out of the ball. And they did. And the thing is, they were, I get it. They were still running it. They still run it a lot. But no misdirection, just handing it, saying, run. You can't do that. I don't care if you're Clemson. You cannot just stand there and hand it, even if it's Travis Etienne and you got that great offensive line in front of him. They still is a threat of somebody else running it, Trevor Lawrence or whoever. There's some type of misdirection there that helps them be successful. You you can't just run it, you know, run straight up with anybody. Well, the thing about it is, what's made Walford so successful in the past is one physicality on the offensive line, yeah. and misdirection. Right. Here's the thing: when you run that, your offensive lineman can't be. They're physical. handcuffed. Yeah. They're handcuffed, and they're, when misdirection, I mean, you are staging it one way. Every, yeah. even when they would run outside, everybody would go yeah. that way. Like yeah. there's no like misdirection. Yeah. There's no like fake handoff nothing it was just everybody was headed that way and you remember a couple of times i I think it was late in the third quarter and then that last drive they they kind of did some option stuff yeah and it worked and lo and behold and i I heard somebody that pretty much sums it up i don't know who this person is they have to be a listener of the short-haired dog if they're not we gotta we gotta (laughs) recruit them next week but during the game walford got a big play on an option and he said thank you guess what we ran the option and it worked and i was like Man, I tell you what, that's a. I mean, and here's the thing: there, even from what I saw Saturday, there was opportunity to turn some of those plays into some things we've done in the past right. and make it work. If you just throw some misdirection there, or even just a wrinkle, like yeah. the wrinkle that I recommend is drop back like you're going to pass and let Joe just take off. Yeah, I mean that would be. We saw him, you know, scramble. He was the leading rusher. Joe yeah. was the leading rusher. And I was going to say, you talked about 23 pass attempts. That's attempts. Not, yeah. the, not the amount of times we actually dropped back to pass. It was right. a lot more than that because Joe more. scrambled a ton of times. And, you know, I know everybody said, well, we just don't have the passing quarterbacks. I have a question. And I honestly want everybody listening to this to really ask themselves this. Why would you want to be a passing team? Honestly. Honestly. Why? Because if you look across the, the landscape of FCS, I know you don't want to be one-dimensional. You want to be balanced. And I want to throw the football some. Don't get me wrong. But being a straight passing team, why would you want that? Look at, Ask Sanford how that works out come playoff time. 
Right. Ask some of these other, and I know Eastern Washington and other teams have have sort of had a you know a cup of tea there in the finals. But listen, the teams who end up going a long way, we saw it the other year with Youngstown State. They went all the way to the final. It was those big running backs that are now playing on Sundays that helped them get there. North Dakota State, say whatever you want to about Carson Wentz and Easton Stick and all those guys, but they it all starts with that running game. And that's where that's why I'm I'm kind of confused. I know that we want to get over the hump and not lose to Kennesaw State like we did last year. I understand that. But for some people wanting to be wanting to be a passing team, I don't understand it. I just don't think that's a very good recipe for success in FCS. And I don't think the coaching staff really sees it that way. I think they really are trying to just do something different and try. They think that you know they've got the athletes to to kind of run a different style. I don't. I'm not saying they're trying to be a passing team, but I've heard Walford fans before say they want to be they want to be a team that throws it. And I just don't. I don't get it. Well, I don't. I don't understand it, and and we'll you know we'll see what happens. But that Saturday, you know, even if you would have completed all those passes, what's so great about it? I just don't. I don't see. My thing is too. The I bet you had we ran the ball more effectively and held the ball, I guarantee you our defense would have played better, and I guarantee you they wouldn't have gave up twenty eight points. I agree. Here's the way I look at it. Last year, I may be wrong. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I have to believe that was some of our best offensive production in Wofford football history. A long history. time, yeah. Why do you change it? Yeah. Last year, we saw some wrinkles. They threw the ball a little bit more, and it was perfect. I th- and I get you want to get over that hump, but do you just completely change the offense? This is the way I look at it. I, I compare it to, let's just say, um, me at the bank. Okay. And I, I want to I want to change up my look a little bit. I want to get, get with the times. Maybe come in. Let's just say, oh, oh well, maybe I'll just throw on a bow tie or some crazy socks or something. It would be like me coming in with a jerry curl, right, and a handlebar mustache or something, right. That, I mean, it's just completely different. Yeah, that's the my, way I look at it, Kevin. If you'll remember, and I'm a big, even if it doesn't work, I'm a big believer in riding the horse that got you there. We saw yeah. it during basketball season. I don't care what Fletcher McGee win. I don't care if he went over what over twelve or whatever it was. I'm sorry. I couldn't. You have to ride the horse that got you there. You're not even in that ball game. You're not in. You don't have any of the recognition you've had. You don't get anywhere close without Fletcher McGee being the guy for the Terriers this past season. Yeah. This would be the equivalent of coming in the next year after losing the close one to Kentucky and and having Fletcher McGee still on the roster. And no offense to this young man, but throwing him out there and saying Donovan Theme loves now our go-to guy. Yeah, I mean it would. Be. I'm not throwing shade when I say that, but you got to go with the guy, the horse who got you there. You yeah. go with the guy, and and to me, when I say that, I say that also for the scheme that's got us there. Yeah, think about this, Mike. The way I look at it, one reason why Eric Breitenstein was so successful is the scheme that we ran. Right, we had. And he would tell you that. Yeah, and. The thing about it is that what we were running Saturday was not fair to Nathan Walker. No. That was not fair. He was not recruited to just run straight up. And our offensive line were not recruited to block straight up out of the I formation. <laughs> yeah, that's when what I When I saw that, understand. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I'm with you. And, I mean, I, our offensive linemen are... Huge. And, yeah. I, and I, like we said so many times, they're too deep are back. Right. But we didn't see really much of any pulling. We didn't see any cut blocking. 
<laughs> because we didn't run it. Yeah. It I just, was. I don't understand. Now, I'm like you. You got to ride the horse yeah. that brought you there. And just like you said, another example would be, you know, you make the playoffs in baseball and you've got three aces. Let's just say, I don't know, whoever. And a game seven comes up, a very important game. And you throw, and you let's just say some guy that barely made the roster. Yeah, you throw him out there for game seven. Right. It just doesn't. Yeah. I don't know why you don't why you quit doing what worked. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Why did you stop doing? And, what and I'm all about trying to to evolve it. But my gosh, how much more are you going to evolve? I thought he's done it. I actually thought until this point, the coaching staff's done a good job of sort of bringing more passing in slowly. Yeah. But yet still being the team that can can really, you know, enforce its will on the opponent, you know, on the ground. But, Kevin, you know, that Saturday, and I have been going to Walford games since, I don't know, two years old, something like that. And I have never been to a game that was so – I've been so – I've never been to a worse Walford game in my life. We literally – I had to leave. I could not watch any more of it. (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't take it. I woke up Sunday morning legit sad. Oh yeah, it was like I'd lost something. Yeah, like I'd lost like, like my best friend. Yeah, or I just and I, I know, know that and and people and some people are going to be like you guys are overreacting and we may be, <laughs> we very well may be, but we yeah. take it personal yeah. and I think a lot of our listeners take it personal. It just because it one we look forward to it for so long and there was so much hype and just looking at the depth chart and the roster and the recruit even the recruiting class we brought in, we're like man. We have people. really got it going in the right direction. Right. Honestly, before before then, the only game that I would mark down that we didn't have a – I mean, and I thought we would have a chance. Like, we would hang in there with Clemson. By no means would we yeah. beat them. But we would hang around for a little while. I thought we might win every the rest of them. I thought we yeah. might have one loss. I, I circled the Furman game as kind of the game that I kind of thought was a toss-up, was a coin yeah. flip type game. But the other one, I thought Walford would be favored in all of them. And after Saturday, Kevin, if I looked at the schedule again, if they don't make some big time adjustments and get back to more of what they've been doing, I can't. I, it might be the opposite. It might be. It might be the opposite. And the coin flip game be VMI, yeah, or Gardner Webb. I'm being honest when I say that, and I hate to say that. I, we've been some of the biggest proponents to try to positively get the Terrier brand out there, but I'm sorry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, and it's hard. And, and like, we, we thought about maybe trying to sugarcoat it, but what's the point? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? People, no point? Other people would be like, you guys are just trying to, y'all are being homers and trying to be the, and we've, we've look, trust me, I've ra- I have racked my brain trying to find positives out of Saturday, <laughs> and I'm not sure that I can. Yeah. Um. Well, I thought Van Cleve was good. Yeah, I thought so too. Hennis was kicking the piss out of the ball on kickoff. <laughs> yeah, he was. He didn't get to kick off very much, but he did. when he did, he kicked it he, pretty far. He boomed it. That's right. Um. Those were two positives. That was a good thing. Tanner Barnes thing. had a good hit. Yeah, he did. He Jaira had a nice breakup on that first drive. Yeah, I thought Allstat played pretty good. Yeah, we had there were some positive things. BC had a good interception, but then messed his ankle up with what looked like. That's not great. No, that's that's um, a bad that's a bad look. I don't know. We did we did see Coach Ayers up in the stands. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I wanted I. I needed a hug. I, I, I've, I've, I really wanted to go up there and just, I needed an embrace. Just, just hug him. Yeah, just, just the tightest like, hug. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you seeing this? This is not how it used to be this with not, you. What is? That? <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. I, 
We were at an all-time low. My poor girlfriend, I told her. She was with us. I was like, look, this is my all-time low. You're not going to see me. Like, if you can stay with me after this, there's not going to be any. There's not going to be a lower point. Well, Kevin, my thing is... I was when we were we were talking about that joking the whole time, and and mine was mine was I was going to go up to him and be crying and say <laughs> say I'm so sorry for used to getting mad at you because you used to go for it on fourth down real way back in our old territory. Not, no, I'm not even close enough to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. that, and that's that's part of it too. Is they were you know that's what's the bad thing about throwing it on the first two downs is you're you're forced into what you have to yeah. do. I hate I hate throwing it on first down. I've told you this before. I hate to see the Redskins do it or an uh-huh. NFL team or the Panthers. Like it's it's hard to watch. I, I I hate when you get when you get an incomplete pass and you're second and 10. I know. Then whatever you get on third down, it just puts you behind the sticks. I'm always big about a first down run. Of course if you know, if I was an offensive coordinator, I'd probably get stopped a whole lot on first down. I'd probably get stuffed a whole bunch because everybody's like, "Well, he you don't believe in in throwing it on first down. You can just load up. The, you can get in punt block like on like on NCAA." <laughs> and yeah. and I, I couldn't move the ball, but uh, no, I, honestly, I, I it's just I'm at a loss. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I think I've said pretty much everything I can say, but I still feel like I've got more that I that I could let out. You know. Yeah. I think the only thing that's going to get me in a better mood is the Terriers just turning it around against Sanford and and trying to. I mean, Kevin, I'm going to be honest. If they don't play any better than they played Saturday, the game won't be competitive. It won't. It'll be just like it was Saturday. Because Sanford worse. is better than South Carolina State. Their offense is more prolific. You would think. I'll give and, them that. And they've got what a a, a a transfer quarterback from what South Florida or somewhere. Yeah. I mean, has been swinging. The and ball. everybody was like, "Oh, thank God, Devlin Hodges is gone." Well. Fantastic. It didn't get much Fan easier. freaking tough. Hadn't got much better. It's a low point. Yeah. We are at a low point. Um, but, like I said at the beginning of the show, it can be turned around. Oh, yeah. It can be turned around. I mean, it's it's very doable. Just go back to what you're doing. But it also makes you think. You know, when those first reports come out from the scrimmages that the offense didn't look great, <laughs> maybe that was an indication of what we were going to see. Yeah. Um. But what gets me is if they've been practicing that all off season, it's going to take a little while to install what we've done in the. And I know yeah. you've done it, but you got to get back in. You got to get back into it. That and, whole men, the whole mentality, I think, is different, and yeah. that's what concerns me about it. It's more than just play calls. It's it's the mentality, and and I'm gonna be honest. The few times they ran the option, the pitches were wild. We fumbled some. I mean, they looked it out looked, of sync. It looked like Georgia Tech because they hadn't ran it in. It looked I mean, like Georgia Tech yeah. Thursday night against Clemson. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. And, and, it looked like a team that used to run the option that was trying to run something else, and, and even like, uh, and even when they did run the option, it didn't look good. Yeah, you know, and and the thing about it is, like, sure, Joe didn't throw the ball well, right? But he did make some great throws, right? But he was running for his life. Oh yeah. So was Miller Mosley when they were, when both of those guys were in, they were all they didn't have a chance. Yeah. And and one thing I'm gonna be honest, South Carolina State's got a good defense. They but, do. But I mean, just to not even like my thing is, Kevin, if we would have got out there and we'd have ran the option, they'd have stuffed us similar to what Furman did, you know, last year when we went up there and we couldn't move the ball. At least we tried. I felt like at Furman, we tried freaking we everything. We tried. We tried the double reverse <laughs> pass that we run. We ran hey, for. We pulled that double reverse run out on what was it, third and seven inside the. Why? Which why in the know. world would you do that? I mean, anyway, it, that's I need to I need to stop. But well, I tell you what, Mike, let's just tie it up. Actually, looking at the stats, 
if you were to ask me that if like the yardage, if Walford had more than South Carolina State, I would have told you you're a moron. But Walford ended the game with more yards than South Carolina State. I don't State. see how. Well, we'll get into it. I just, I, I don't know. Man. <laughs> so obviously, final score twenty eight to thirteen. Um, let's see here. First downs. Walford had twenty first downs. And South Carolina State had 13. Well, rushing wise, Walford ended with 177 total. Rushing? Uh, yes, rushing. And South Carolina State had 75. Passing the ball, Walford ended with 129 yards. And South Carolina State had 201. So that equals out to, let's see here. Um,. Where is the total yards? What am I looking for? Yeah, 306 for Walford and 276 for South Carolina State. But the key, four turnovers for the Terriers, one for South Carolina State, which was timely because the score would have been even worse that uh, BC picked that one off in the end zone because they were going in to score. That was coming off of an interception. Yeah. Here is the stat that really jumps off the page to me, Mike. Um. Mine is red zone attempts to touchdowns. South Carolina State, four for four. The Terriers, one for four. Yeah. That's how you get beat. Yeah, difference in the football game. Now, we scored on on four attempts of the red zone. After the the miss on on the field goal on the first attempt, or on the first drive into the red zone, we were three for three. But South Carolina State, all four drives that they made it to the red zone were six points. Wow. And that's how you get beat. And, Kevin, I guess when you look at the yardage and you see the breakdown of it, I think it just goes – it chalks it up once again to the field position. I mean, it seemed like South Carolina State always had good field position. Walford always had crummy. And, uh, you know – Buddy Pugh had them ready. He did. He had them ready. You got to give them credit. They're a good team and they've put plenty of guys in the league. Um, and, and I think some of the guys on that defense and whoever their left tackle was was huge. I mean, was he, enormous. He's the guy that caught that punt that went out of bounds, and I got so mad. And what's um, scary, too, is they had some more <laughs> had some more opportunities to score, like the one uh, pass that got batted up the receiver, or the D lineman could have just caught. All he had to do was just bring it into his chest, and, and he could have run yeah, into it. He could have walked in. I mean, yeah. that, was a, that was one that a was big break real for scary. Walford, yeah. Also, you know, they, they roughed. Luke Carter on a punt yeah. gave us another opportunity. Like we just didn't capitalize. Right. It was just we were all over the place, and it just that that is not the Walford team. No. One, that's not the Walford team of the past, but that just wasn't the Walford team I was expecting to see Saturday. Right. And I think that's what made it so disappointing. Right. And like we've said, you know, people may think we're being Debbie Downers, and but you guys try to find a positive out of Saturday. Our it's uniforms a- look good. <laughs> I've seen some people didn't really like those. I did. I thought the all white looked good, but Lord, if we're gonna play like that in those, don't ever wear them. Let's again. let's not. Of course, if that would have been errors, then we'd have wore those. That we ne- literally never would have worn them again. That's a fact. So ask the black pants. Yeah, man, it was. A, it, I will like, say though, it does feel good to kind of get some of this out. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners share in kind of what we took from the game, but. Man, that, I was I really I was as disappointed as I've been in a very long time because I thought I thought we were going to be ready to go and this was going to be a special year. Yeah, and it may be, it still may be, 
But why? How can anybody still say that after what they saw on Saturday? How can you still be optimistic? It's hard. It is know. hard. It's, I just, but it's doable. They can bring it back. They can absolutely right the ship. But there's some work to be done. And let's don't get it twisted. We're not throwing everybody under the under the bus here. My thing is, I just want to know why. Yeah, I mean, just ex- tell me I why. Just, I just want to, <laughs> yeah, Coach Ayers, <laughs> go back to go go back up there to the top, Coach, not roll the bleachers and cry. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? Did, did we make the move? Then? He'd have on a he don't have on one of those uh, Vegas gold. Uh, <laughs> wind windbreakers and yeah. it'd be just be it'd have a big wet spot on the front of it where you were crying into his chest. <laughs> Coach, I'm gonna move your headset here. I'll ruin them. <laughs> oh man, I just yeah, man. Well, you know, Kevin, that's that's pretty much all we can say. Yeah, I hey, mean, you know, hey, to kind of break off here, a positive that did happen Saturday. Miles Brown made the Cardinals. That is a great thing, and that's awesome. We've been saying for years. That dude needs Since to be playing on Sundays. Yeah. I said, especially after the Kennesaw State game last year, when he owned real estate in that backfield the entire day. Undeniable. And we said, that dude can play on Sundays. And my man went as an undrafted free agent and made the Arizona And he Cardinals. did it. And he wasn't some receiver. No. And they, or, cut, or some kicker or and they cut some guys. Yeah. And kept Miles Brown. And he is actually the backup nose tackle. I looked at their depth chart the other day. He's going to be in the rotation as that's long as great. something doesn't happen. And man, great for him. That's that's the one. That's one huge positive that we can that we can yeah. take away from it. But uh, you know, Kevin, uh, I, I'll tell you this: I'm always going to be a terrier fan. I'm always going to be a short-haired dog, no matter what. You know, I, I hate they lost like that. And maybe I've I've said too much tonight, but <laughs> you know, it's just. It's frustrating, and when your heart's invested in it, you you want to see them reach their potential, and that's what I have a problem with. I just feel like there's way too much talent on that roster to play as bad as they played on Saturday. And I think even inside of that room, all the coaches, all the players would say exactly that. And so, you know, if people want to get mad at stuff we say, that's fine, you know. But I want, but I want everybody to understand it's coming from a good place, and that you're not going to because we care. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't care, just you know. I wouldn't say anything, you know, yeah. who cares? But, but it, it hurts, you know, and I know that imagine, you know, we're upset. Imagine the players, they had to feel upset too. I mean, these guys have been here for two or three years doing to see that, you know, and, and listen, I want to keep reiterating. This is not a knock on South Carolina state. They're a great team. And I think they're going to be very good this year. And I really do. Very well coached. Yeah, they are. And, um, but it's just, it's one thing to go and get beat, Kevin, but to go and just not – I mean, your whole identity's different. Your whole mentality's different. It's just weird. And I, that's the – Strange. Bad. It is. It's just bizarre. I mean, it feels like I've never – I've never been to a Wofford game that went like that ever there was, in my there life. There was a couple times especially that we just didn't say a word and just looked at each other. Like, like can you believe what's what, going on? What yeah. are we watching right now? Yeah. And I don't think we were the only ones. Right. And it was, and that even there, like there were times where you would think, okay, let this be where you start. Let right. this be, okay. Let's start. Like Here when Dan Cleve made that awesome catch when he got hit as the ball was getting there and hung on to it, I was like, okay. Here we All go. All right, we fixing to turn it on. And I thought when BC got the interception there in the end zone going before the half, I was like, you know what? They're going to use this as momentum. We're going to come out because we got the ball in the second half. So we're going to punch them in the mouth, go down and drive. 
it's going to be on. And right. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to be able to talk about, man, do y'all remember that first quarter? <laughs> and that just didn't happen. No. Yeah, so, like I said, it can the wrong can be made right. Right. But there's some work to be done. And, you know, I just don't see – I don't see the point in making this a transition year because – you're coming off too of, talented. You're coming off of two deep playoff runs, um, and I just I don't know three actually three deep playoff runs. Right, and I just don't see the point in making this a transition year because to me this is an athlete, as athletic of a roster as they've ever had. Right, and it just to me it doesn't make sense. And maybe I'm overthinking it, or maybe I'm just not seeing it. But and maybe we I come don't know. out. Maybe they come out next Saturday and. It's a whole different ball club, and they go out there and they really take it to Sanford. I wouldn't. I tell you what, though, I wouldn't bet my paycheck on it. No, <laughs> I'm, 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 and I know that's I'm a Debbie Downer right now. But, but really, I mean, you you see that it's hard to just flip the switch like that. And Kevin, we, me, you and I have talked about this before. In in football, in life, it ain't that easy. It ain't easy just to turn it on and turn it off. No. So you know, we'll see what happens. We're gonna be there. And I'm going to be cheering hard as I've ever cheered. But, you know, it's one of those things that we can only do from the fans' perspective that we can only do so much. It's it's up to those guys and up to that team and up to that coaching staff to, to make the adjustments to, to come out and, and get the win on uh, coming up next Saturday. They're going to need to use this bye week, as Coach Ayers would say, to get healthy, wealthy, and wise. They need that. They they definitely need that buy. They need the opportunity. They need the practice to, to get <laughs> to to improve. I mean, and get their timing down. I mean, there nothing really worked offensively. I mean, the running game looked like it wasn't you know the greatest passing game. Not only were the passes not not always online, but the timing was odd, and it was just it was weird. But having all that said, and I know that's you know that may be a, a warmer take than most people want to hear. I think this Walford team has more, and I still say this, even though they're, I'm disappointed with the way they played Saturday, they have more to them than this. They've got more to them than being a disappointment. I just think they do. There's too much talent on the team, and you know we'll see what happens. But I'm going to pull for them. I'm going to ride with them. And We're still short-haired dogs. Yeah, and, and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, like I said – it doesn't underest you know that doesn't understate that that we're disappointed. I mean, it, it we are, and uh, I think I think you could ask anybody. Yeah, I think and they would say that is. they're disappointed. Coaching coaches, uh, players, fans, everybody disappointed. I, I even people that are just kind of casual Walford fans don't really care all that much. We're disappointed. We're like, gosh, how did like, they really? Yeah, yeah. So I had that a lot on on Sunday. So Kevin, I'm I've said all I'm going to say. That's yeah. all I've got for for. For this episode, we may not have any more listeners after this. This might just this do us may in. Be, this may may be episode twenty three and the final episode. Well, if it is, we've enjoyed it. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed it at all. I like being happy on here, and I'm sad. No, I mean I've enjoyed doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. Like this is the only one of the few I've not enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've been sad, but never this confused. That's what I'm saying. I'm more I'm more just befuddled than anything. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good way. Befuddlement is that a word? I don't know. That's that is my state state of mind right now is befuddlement. I got you. And a little ditto. And a little sad. Ditto. Understand. (laughs) Understand completely. So that's going to do it for 
episode is it 23 uh yes or is it 24 i don't i think it's 23 i hope if not i've been saying it wrong the whole time but (laughs) nonetheless appreciate you guys listening hopefully the terriers can bounce back after their disappointing loss to south carolina state 28 to 20 28 to 13 in the in the first game spotting us some points yeah i was trying to help us a little bit uh (laughs) 28 to 13 in the in the season opener, the 2019 season opener, and uh, hopefully they can bounce back as they'll play host to uh, Sanford coming up next Saturday. Um, so enjoy this Saturday off, Terrier fans. Um, try to gather all your thoughts. Try mm-hmm. to do something to keep your blood pressure low, and don't get upset. Just just relax this Saturday because I understand. You've all been through quite an experience this past Saturday. I actually went hiking. I'm not a hiker. Oh, mercy. But we went Monday, and I just sat by the river and just sat there. Yeah. In the quiet and let the let the water flow to try to simmer down a little bit. Try to find some peace Try in to this find world. a little peace in this world, <laughs> yeah. Not to think about it. And then I got back in the car and thought about it and got sad all over again. So, so try not to do that this weekend, yeah. folks. Don't and- be sad. On into next week as we get set for Sanford. Of course, still reach out to us for a T-shirt. Some of you folks that reached out to me before, I lost the messages somehow that I that I had from some people to oh, order man. some. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get, doing? we're gonna have to get together on that. Yeah. If, if you've reached out to us for a T-shirt, you can do so again at fifteen dollars, and uh, we'll hopefully deliver them to the ball game or. I have mailed several, mm-hmm. so I can do that as well. Yeah. Um, Twitter's the best way to get in touch with yeah, us. Yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's the great way to do that. So, uh, of course, you can follow us there at Dog. You can follow each of us as well. You can see our pages on there in the bio mm-hmm. on the page. So that's going to do it for Episode 23 of the Short Haired Dog. So, Kevin, um, until next time, it's, it's been fun. And uh, What was, the, uh, what was your, your outro last week, would you say? about holding tomorrow. Well, yeah. I don't know what what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Yep. Well, go Terriers. Go Terriers. Thank you for listening to the Short-Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Short-Haired Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcasts app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then, go Terriers!